Good morning, everybody. It's really wonderful to be with you this morning. And I have the privilege of speaking to you on godly womanhood. And as you can see, I don't know if you can see, but I'm actually sitting down because as women, we actually love to sit down and chat to our friends and have a cup of tea. So instead of having a cup of tea, I have my glass of water here. And I just want to share with you what I feel the Lord has impressed on my heart this morning. So as I start, I am going to put some images on the screen of two pictures that my daughter, Danny, drew when she was a little girl. The first one, you'll see it's a yellow picture, she drew when she was about two. And this little picture, as you can see, you have to really study it to kind of make sense of what the picture is about. And, you know, when Danny brought this home at the age of two, I it was beautiful as you can see I mean she's now 16 and I still have the picture and when she brought it home I just told her how beautiful her picture was it took me a while to make sense of the picture after I asked her to explain it to me you you can see in the picture she's drawn mom because it was a Mother's Day card so it says dear mom and she's drawn a picture of Josh and herself the next picture you'll see that's appearing on the screen, she drew when she was four years old. And you can see her picture has progressed quite a bit. Um, but you can see that the picture is not perfect in many ways, but it is beautiful. And instead of me looking at the picture and saying, wow, Danny, mommy looks like she hasn't slept in days, I told her how beautiful the picture was, because it is, it's beautiful. It depicts our family in such an amazing way. She's even captured our, our pets. It is amazing. And the reason why I felt I needed to show you these pictures this morning is that's exactly how the Father is towards us. We are his masterpieces. We have been created in his image. We are beautiful. And he has created us exactly the way he wants us to be. And very often we, we believe lies about ourselves and we see ourselves in a different light. And when we look at ourselves and we say something negative about the picture that he has drawn, we are actually criticizing him. But he looks at us and he tells us that we are beautiful. And how do I know that? Because of the word. And there's three scriptures that are, I'm going to put up on the screen right now. The first scripture, we find in Jeremiah 1 verse 8, it says, Before I formed you, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. And here the Lord is speaking to Jeremiah. Clearly he was a prophet. But he's saying here, before I formed you, I knew you. And that's just such a beautiful thought. The next scripture is in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, a very familiar scripture. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. So here in the word we can see that the Lord knows exactly the plans that he has for our lives. The next scripture, one of my all-time favorites, Psalm 139, from verse 13 to 15, it says, For you created my inmost being. You formed me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
And that scripture is so powerful. We can clearly see in the word of God that we have been fearfully and wonderfully made. Just like that, those um, pieces of art that I showed you that Danny drew. She carefully drew those pictures in such detail to the best of her ability. And you know, God has beautiful, he has created us beautifully the way that we are for a reason. So let me start off by saying you are not a mistake. And um, we can see from scripture that God knows exactly the plans and purposes that he, that he has for our lives. And um, just as Mordecai said to Esther in, in Esther 4 verse 14, he said to Esther, you were born for such a time as this. And I'm really feeling quite strongly about this regarding the woman today, but I believe that this word is not only for women, it's, it's for, for everybody listening to this word today. You have been born for, for such a time as this. Now, the unfortunate thing is that the enemy is a liar. In fact, the word clearly tells us in John 8 verse 44, it actually calls Satan the father of lies. So his job is to lie to you. So he is going to lie to you about who you are and he will want you to be discontent with who God has created you to be. And I'm reminded of the very first time we get introduced to Satan in the Bible, Satan actually means the accuser, is in Genesis 3 when he comes to Eve and Eve is, they've clearly been told not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and Satan comes to her and he says to Eve, Eve, did God really say that you're not to eat from that tree? So we can clearly see here, and it's actually called the law I first mentioned, and, and what I mean by that is, is that when we get introduced to somebody for the first time in the Word of God, it sets the tone for who they are. And here we see the enemy comes and he casts doubt on that which God has already said. So God had told them, had given them an instruction not to eat from the tree of the, the knowledge of good and evil. And, the, and then the enemy comes and he goes, did God really say? And that's exactly what the enemy does to us. He lies to us about who we are and who we've been created to be. He wants to cause discontentment in our hearts in so many areas. And this is where I just want to share a little bit of a personal testimony. I had believed lies, um, in, in, in particular in one specific area, and I find, you know, the enemy so subtle. He often comes in when we, when we are young, perhaps when we are children, even through people that we, we love and um, even through our teachers. I'm also a teacher, so I, I know the significance and the power there is in the spoken word. And I went, when I was in about grade three, I had one of my teachers um, shout at me the one day because I'm a chatterbox and I was chatting in class, but she called me a negative word, all right? She called me something. And I remember feeling quite embarrassed in the class as she spoke those words over me. And little did I realize that slowly but surely, I believed a lie about myself. And what happens is sometimes we partner with lies. The enemy comes and he lies, and then we believe that lie about ourselves. And then years later, this lie surfaced, and, and it had to do with my voice, and it surfaced, and um, somebody actually got quite irritated at me with the one, the one day and actually wanted me to tone it down. And um, I remember it just really hurting my heart and then it going back to what happened in grade three. And I knew that I'd partnered with a lie. So I chatted to a friend about it and she suggested that I go for a sozo. 
And for those of you who um, don't know, perhaps know what a sozo is, um, sozo is, it's, is the Greek word that means healing, it means salvation and deliverance. So it's just a time of prayer where individuals will facilitate what um, the Lord is doing and what He wants to say. So what happens in a time like that, you pray with um, the people that are facilitating it and they expose the lie, whatever the lie might be, and then they bring truth, the, the Word of God is our truth and and in that moment we were praying and my one friend looked I was praying I was in an attitude of prayer and my friend said to me what is father saying about you right now and in that moment I asked him you know I brought the situation regarding my voice and being too loud and extrovert I brought that to him and I said father what do you say about me and as I asked him that question you know what he did? It was actually incredible. I had the clearest vision. He gave me a golden buzzer. Now, for those of you who watch America's Got Talent or Britain's Got Talent, when somebody is given the golden buzzer, literally, it's a big golden buzzer, the buzzer gets, uh, gets hit, that person's, um, uh, what, uh, whatever they've done, if they've been singing a song or, um, I forget the word now, but whatever they've been doing gets celebrated and they get sent straight through to the final. And that's what happened with me. God gave me a golden buzzer. As I asked him, I said, what do you say about me? He gave me a golden buzzer. The picture I had was the gold confetti falling down. You know, in the, if you watch those moments, I mean, my children know they actually laugh. I cannot watch one of those moments without getting emotional because every time I see it, I think about how the Father celebrates me and the way that he's created me to be. And I want you to, you to know today, he celebrates you. All of heaven gives you a standing ovation the same way that he gave it to me that day. He celebrates you. And you know what's quite amazing about somebody who gets a golden buzzer? They go straight through to the final. They don't have to work through the second and third and fourth round. They go straight through to the final. And I just feel that that's so significant this morning that the Lord wants you to know there's nothing you have to do. He celebrates you for who you are and for who he has created you to be this morning. So I really believe that, that the Lord wants to expose some of the lies of the enemy this morning, that he, he wants you to know that he celebrates you for who you are. So when I was praying and just preparing this word this morning, I felt to mention three areas that we as women may need to embrace in our lives. Now the first area, that we need to embrace is that of being a daughter. And what's so amazing about being a daughter is that we are all someone's daughter and there's nothing we have to do to be a daughter. You are born a daughter. And, um, you know, when we have a revelation of who we belong to, it changes everything. And I just think, I am a daughter of the most high God. I'm royalty. That changes the way I see myself. It changes the way I treat other people. It will ultimately change the way that I am as a wife and as a mother. And I'm going to show you a little video clip now. It's, it's um, a clip that was shown on YouTube about two years ago. And I will, I'll pick up on the clip after this. Wasn't that just amazing? I must say, I smile every time I see that little clip. And what I just want to pick up, you can see this uh, Professor Robert Kelly. He is an international um, news presenter. And 
It just so happened that his little girl comes waltzing into the room. Didn't you just love the way she was just so free? She waltzed in, she skipped, because this was her daddy. And she didn't mind the fact that he was on an international call. She just knows who she is as his daughter. And I'm so grateful that, you know, if that was our Heavenly Father, he would have actually just picked her up, you know, put her on his lap. But in that moment, you can see the dad, he is just so embarrassed. And quite honestly, I believe the reason why he didn't get up, he was probably in some shorts. But you, know, you can see that he, he tries to, to push her away. And our Heavenly Father would never do that. He would embrace us. But what I wanted to highlight about that clip is that she's so confident. Why? Because she knows who she is as a daughter. I just think of Danny being the only girl in our family and the security and the confidence she has knowing that she's loved, that she's protected, and that she can come to Ricky anytime she needs to speak to him. She has full access as the daughter of Ricky Farah. And I want all of the ladies and, and the men knowing today, as a son and a daughter today, you have full access to your Heavenly Father. It changes everything when we know who we are as a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And I'm just reminded of something. The other day I met a new mom. She had a four month old baby. And she's taken strain during lockdown. And I just had a moment to encourage her heart. And she was just saying that she just felt that she wasn't able to do enough in this time. And in that moment, I was able to encourage her just to be who God has created her to be. That she didn't have to strive or perform, but just to be a daughter. And I, I want to say that I know that there are some that have maybe not had the best um, experience from earthly fathers being a daughter or even being a son. But you know what? God wants to introduce to you what it's supposed to be like as our Heavenly Father. He wants to show us what it means to love the way a father should truly love. And the Word of God does that for us. So my encouragement to you is to, to be close to the Father, ask Him what He says about you. I mean, you can just take out a piece of paper and even the children and the teenagers watching this today, to have a moment later on in your bedrooms and just to say, Father, what do you say about me? And I'm telling you right now, He will tell you something and start writing it and then believe what He says about you. And also the Word of God, the Word of God is full of scripture telling us who we are as His sons and His daughters. And the other thing I love about a father is that he doesn't compare his children. I think of us, we have four children who are uniquely different. We never compare our children because we know that God has created them differently and uniquely. And I just feel the enemy comes and he, he tempts us to compare ourselves with our brothers and sisters in Christ and even those around us. We, we and, and the minute you compare, we become discontent with who we are as individuals. That's why I really would like you to focus on those three scriptures that I, that I shared with you in the beginning of the sermon, just about how he created you. He knit you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Because the minute you compare, it's when you develop that negative self-image. So ask him, what he says about you and believe his promises about you. The second area I want to focus on for women today is the area of being a wife. Now, let me just start by saying we are not all called to be married. And that's why I wanted to share those scriptures with you in the beginning, because the word of God clearly says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. 
all right? So each of us have got a, God has got a different plan and purpose for, for, for us. I'm married and God, that was part of God's plan because I think of the amount of women I've been able to minister to and reach because I'm married, all right? Now, if you are not married and you are still single, I wanna to say to you, embrace your singleness because it's a season in your life that God wants to use you to minister to individuals that perhaps I wouldn't be able to minister to. So the minute we start comparing, can you see how the enemy will come in? Remember, he's a liar and you'll come and say, does God really still want you to be single? I wanna to say to you, embrace the season. And if there's a desire in your heart to be married, I believe you will get married, but embrace where you're at right now. So the other thing is that I wanna say is, I embrace my, my role as a wife and because I'm secure in who I am as the daughter of the Most High God, I don't feel the need to, to compete with my husband or, or try and be who God has created him to be. And I just think it's so important. The Word of God is so clear on the role of a husband and a wife. And, you know, our husbands, ladies, have been called to be prophet, priest and king of our homes. Allow them to be that. You know, I, it's incredible. I, I find such security knowing that Ricky is leading our family the way he leads our family. You know, as prophet bringing a word from the Lord, priest ministering to us as a family, and king providing for us. You know, don't try and, and take that role. And once again, the enemy tries to come in and wants us as women to believe that we can do exactly what men can do. Nobody's saying we can't. It's about being secure and knowing who we are as daughters of the Most High God. When you know who you are as a daughter, you won't want to compete with your husband. And I just want to say, I'm reminded of a, years ago, I watched a, a little clip on National Geographic. And to this day, it's an image that sticks in my mind. It was incredible. And it was of a, of a lion. He was sitting behind a bush, so the bush was covering him. And in the distance, you could see a hyena approaching. The hyena didn't see that the male was sitting behind the bush. All the hyena saw was the female and her cubs. So he thought that he had an advantage. And you see this hyena approaching. And I must say, when I was watching it, I remember thinking, don't do it, don't do it. And as he got closer, I mean, it was actually an incredible sight. The next minute, you literally just saw the paw of this male lion just being lifted. And then you saw this hyena flying. He literally whacked it flying because it threatened his family. The enemy approached and he just whacked it and it went flying. And you know, that image is stuck in my mind because ladies, God has placed the men in our homes to be the protector. Yes, from a physical point of view, I can tell you right now, if anybody tries to hurt me or my children, you will see another side to my husband. But from a spiritual point of view, to intercede, to pray, divine protection and covering over us, that's his role. God has placed him as head of the home for that very reason. And I find such security in that. So don't try and be that which God has created your husband to be. We need to be secure in who God has made us as the woman, the nurturing um, woman that we are in our family units. So God has handpicked us, handpicked us to to raise our children, which brings me to our third point of being a mother. And once again, I want to say, being a mother or being a wife doesn't define who you are as a woman. We are all called to be a daughter, every single one of us. And that's why I think this is so significant for us today to understand what it means to be a daughter of the Most High God. We just have to be. If God wants you to be a wife, 
you will be a wife. And if God wants you to be a mother, you will be a mother. And once again in my <clears throat> situation, God has called me to be a mother of four incredible children. He has handpicked Ricky and I to raise our children. And once again, the enemy will try and come in and will want me to doubt who I am as a mother. Are you raising them correctly? You know, look at so-and-so. Perhaps you should be raising your children this way. And oh my goodness, you know, you should be sending your child to swimming lessons now. I mean, they, you know, this old already. And I remember the pressure I felt having to send my children to swimming lessons. Why? Because I was looking around and God doesn't want us to compare. He has handpicked you to raise your children for a reason. You're the best person for that job. And being a mother has enabled me to minister to women that I wouldn't have ministered to if I wasn't a mom. So can you see God in his wisdom knew that I needed to have four children and the age gap that I had them so that I could minister to the parents that I've come into contact with, the parents of the, the friends, um, my children's uh, friends. You know, so God knows what he's doing. And once again, if you're not a mom, God knows. You need to know that. God knows. And, you know, perhaps you're a mother to many others. You know, my mom passed away many, many years ago, and I see how God, in his wisdom, has raised women around me to be that mother figure. Some of you are even watching. You know who you are. You've played that significant role in my life as being a mother. So you don't necessarily have to physically have children to even be the mom that God is, if God has called you to that role. So the point I'm trying to make with all of this as women, these three primary areas, God has called us primarily to be a daughter, a daughter of the Most High God. And if, if that can really be a revelation this morning, I believe everything else will fall into place. We will be secure in who we are as an individual. We'll know what we've been called to because I can be like that little girl in that YouTube, that, uh, YouTube um, clip where she comes waltzing in, you know, so free and so confident knowing who her dad is. And I believe that's what the Lord wants for each of us as women this morning. And then if God chooses for you to be a wife, I want to encourage you to embrace your role as a wife. Go to the Word of God. The Word of God is clear. It, it, this, is our, this is our guide. This is our, it's, it's our map for life. You know, if you're thinking, Lord, I want to be the best wife, the best mother that, that I can be, go and see what the Word of God says about being a wife and a mother. But don't listen to the enemy. Don't allow him to lie to you. Don't allow him to want you to compare yourself to somebody else. And yes, I'm speaking to women this morning, but I want to speak to the men regarding this too. You know, if we need to embrace, as men, embrace being a son of the Most High God this morning. And when, you, when you've embraced that, then you will know to be the husband and the father. The Word of God will show you how to be the best husband and best father that you can be. So on that note, I want to say to you this morning, know your worth. Know that heaven celebrates you this morning. You get a golden buzzer. You get a golden buzzer, a standing ovation from heaven this morning. And I'd like to pray into that this morning because I believe just as we look at this bowl here, the enemy has tried to come and he's tried to bring brokenness into area, into areas in, in, in all of our lives. But I want you to know this morning, your heavenly father wants to bring healing. He wants to bring restoration. He wants to fill those areas with gold and make you beautiful. So could I ask that we have a moment where we just allow him to really get into those, those deep areas this morning. And I'm gonna ask wherever you are, and I, I want it to be a relaxed, a relaxed moment for you as, as a family perhaps. 
um, won't you just quieten your heart and I'd like us just to pray together. So let's pray. So Father, I want to thank you this morning for your word. Lord, I want to thank you that you speak truth about who we are. I want to thank you that you say in your word that we are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you have a specific plan and purpose for each and every one of us. Lord, forgive us for believing the enemy's lies about who we are. Forgive us, Lord. Father, help us know what you are saying about us. And right now in this moment, I'm going to ask you, don't be awkward with the silence that might follow, but I'm going to ask you to ask your Heavenly Father this question. I want you to ask him, Father, what do you say about me? And just allow him to minister to your heart. I know he's giving some of you specific words. He might be giving you a picture. But this I know, he celebrates you. I just feel for an individual, I feel like the Lord's saying, you are my treasure. I just saw a beautiful treasure. You are my treasure. I've handpicked you to be my daughter. I've handpicked you to be my son. Don't allow the enemy to lie to you any longer. And you might be listening to this word this morning and, and perhaps you've never had an opportunity to, to experience what it means to have God as your heavenly father. And I'd just like to pray for you. If you've never had a moment where you've accepted him in your life, I'd like to pray for you this morning. So if that's you, won't you just pray this after me? Father, I've heard this word this morning and, and I, don't, I don't know what it means to have a dad like this and I've never experienced this before. So I just pray this morning that you would come and you would father me. I invite you in. I invite you into my life. Come and guide me, Lord. Come and lead me. I literally hand my life over to you. I step out of that driver's seat and I allow you to take complete control. Come and father me so that I can be the best version of me And Father, I just pray for those individuals that are needing you to help them be the best wife, the best mother, the best husband, the best father. Lord, won't you guide us? Won't you show us what it means to parent our children so that they can tangibly feel what it means to be fathered and mothered here on earth? Lord, I speak your blessing over every individual that has heard your word this morning. I thank you that it will go out and it will accomplish that which you desire for it to accomplish. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to end off by saying, know your worth. You are celebrated. All of heaven celebrates you. You receive a standing ovation. God bless.